we've got an injury update on two Ducks players and a related signing. We'll talk about that on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. A special, I guess, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit that beautiful music. Your Locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is Zuri. Say hi to everyone, Zuri. And I say this is a special episode because this is, on the audio side, episode number 600. Can you believe that? 600 episodes? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, 600 episodes. A reminder, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget that this podcast is free. (laughs) Really? Already? This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. And Zuri is a big hockey... Actually, Zuri's been on the ice before. Um, She's kind of a hockey fan. Although, I will say, she's been watching hockey games with me for a while. And she's going to hate hockey season because every time I watch a hockey game at home for the road, if 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 she hears, I know, she gets really bored of me talking. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. She She's a great dog, folks. She, she really is such a great dog, such a cutie. So always love having her on. And I figure I'll have her on for an entire segment this time because, hey, it's episode number 600 on the audio side. Uh, who cares? <laughs> like, this is my podcast. All right. So we're going to start by just saying that, yeah, she does enjoy hockey sometimes. What she gets annoyed with is the goal horns. The goal horns she gets annoyed with because every time she hears that sound, she thinks, yeah, she's looking right at the camera like, yeah, I get annoyed by that. You get annoyed, don't you? Yep. Yeah. So whenever she hears a goal horn, she kind of perks her ears and goes like, something happened, something scored. Or if there's a really nice goal, and I'll just tell a quick story before kind of talking about duck stuff. Last season, while on the road, Trevor Zegers had an incredible goal, you know, the lacrosse goal at Montreal. Zuri happened to be right there, and I was watching at home. So as soon as he scored that, I was like, oh, man, that's a really good one. But that wasn't the one that made you go crazy, was it? No. You know which one made her go crazy, made me go crazy? The lacrosse goal. No, sorry, the Flying Z. The Flying Z, she was right next to me. And I immediately let out a, holy crap! Right, Zuri? Yeah. She was, I know. She's like, yeah, you did that. I pretty much let out a loud, holy crap. Went completely nuts for about 10 seconds because I couldn't believe what I had just seen. And she had this look like, I'm trying to nap here. (laughs) Like, you woke me up. So... She got a little bit annoyed by that. And what ended up happening was I tweeted it out about 15 seconds later. And she just stared at me for the whole few minutes going like, what happened? What happened? What happened? So she enjoyed it, I guess, somewhat. But, y- you know. Anyway, so let's talk about injuries. Should we talk about injuries, Ari? Should we do that? Should we talk injuries? Yeah. Okay. So she's going to keep kissing me through this whole segment. So let's talk in. I think she wants to get off here, but I'm going to leave you on for the whole segment just because you're so cute. All right. So, oh, she's getting tired. Should I let, should I let her down, folks? I think I should, huh? Should I let you off? Okay. 
Say, say bye to Duxland, everybody. Okay, yeah, she's gonna say bye to Duxland for now. I think she's gonna take a nap. All right. So, injuries. She's staring at me now. Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll take her for a walk later. So, um, let's get a little bit serious here because we have a couple injuries to talk about, but I wanted to bring some brevity because this is a 600th episode. And I wanted to try to bring some brevity in a somewhat horrible situation. And you know I talked about this earlier. Trevor Zegras, she's like right next to me now. She might want to come back on. Okay. Trevor Zegras got injured against the Phoenix Coyotes. And there was no updates for a few days. It didn't take until Sunday afternoon until we finally got an update on Trevor Zegras. Friday, we had heard that there was going to be a, a further MRI and they were going to get a second opinion. And, you know, we just waited. Friday after the game, no update. So then we waited until Saturday. Still no update. All right. And then finally, finally, Sunday afternoon, we got the initial report that Trevor Zegers, he's he's going to be okay. He's day-to-day with an upper body injury, and that is according to the team. He did go on the ice on practice on Sunday early afternoon. He was out not with the main group, but he was out just non-contact. He came out for a little bit to start practice, and that was it. He didn't stay very long, but, you know, it's encouraging news. Actually, the quote is, he came out for a little bit for the start of practice, didn't stay long, but that's always encouraging. A uh, quote from Lisa Dillman at Real Lisa at on Twitter. So, I guess that's considered good-ish news that he's not seriously injured, and at least he's out skating and out practicing. And it's a good thing that the injury is not more serious. It, that that could have gotten really scary, folks. So the fact that Zegris is day-to-day for right now, I'm figuring in my head he's probably going to be held out for the next couple of games against the Kings. There's a game, I mean, there was a game on Sunday, then the game on Tuesday night, then another one next week. I think Zegris gets held out for this week of games, and I think he finally plays for the home opener against the Seattle Kraken. So I think that's when we finally see Trevor Zegris. I think it's the Kraken. But that's when I think we'll see Trevor Zegras on the ice next. As far as another injury is concerned, this one was very scary. And I'm not going to try to sugarcoat this one. Earl Vakaninen took a heavy hit to the Ponda boards for during Friday's game. Already it was bad enough that Trevor Zegras was hurt. And now Vakaninen took a just bad hit and this was video from Shang Peng not sure if Kanaizev touched Vakaninen before Erho went hard into the boards and that was when Derek Grant made it 1-0 but Vakaninen took just a bad hit right into the boards it was a scary situation he had to be stretchered off the ice the entire Ducks team came out and pretty much like sent their best wishes for their fallen teammate. So Vakaninen went straight to the hospital. 
He went to UCI Medical Center, and he was evaluated after the game. The good news at the time was he had full movement in his extremities and is fully conscious and alert. That was according to the Ducks. Then we got the announcement also on Sunday that Vakaninen is recovering. He was released from the hospital and continues to improve. That's the official update that we got from the Ducks. As far as what Coach Eakin said on Vakaninen, here's what Dallas Eakin said. Quote, he went into the boards extremely hard, and just that he's up and there's no damage anywhere else on him is incredible. It was just really good to see him. End quote. As of right now, there's no timetable for Urho Vakaninen's return, but just to leave on a stretcher is scary stuff, especially when you go into the boards hard like that. It's always just a tough situation. So good to see Urho Vakaninen up and moving around. Good that he's released from the hospital. And, I mean, it's not encouraging that, you know, he had to leave on a stretcher. But because of that injury, I think that's what prompted the Ducks to make a somewhat related move, which I will get to on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And the dog isn't, I mean, she's to my right right now. She's just kind of watching me. I'll bring her back for the end of the episode, I promise. So, yeah, episode number 600. Can you believe? Wow, 600 episodes. I've talked about this team almost 600 times. I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. So, let's talk about... Rocco Grimaldi for a second. And the reason I want to talk about Rocco Grimaldi is he's leading the Ducks in scoring right now this preseason. Now, this is someone that I'll admit I didn't expect to do more than maybe make the goals. That's what I was expecting because Rocco Grimaldi had been in the AHL the past couple of seasons. He had played with the Nashville Predators for a few seasons and last year kind of tailed off, kind of fell off a little bit and spent a lot of time with the Milwaukee Admirals. Well, times have changed. Rocco Grimaldi is playing himself into a roster spot right now because he's been great for the previous few games, and he was good against the LA Kings last night. Let's talk about that game really quickly between the Ducks and the Kings. That game on Sunday was a bit of a mess. I mean, not as much of a mess as Kings versus Sharks, in Ontario on Wednesday, but this was still kind of a sloppy game and not as bad as Friday's Ducks game where Vakanina got hurt. The Ducks did win that game, but again, preseason doesn't really matter. And I'll admit that I didn't watch Friday's game live. I ended up re-watching it later. But that one, that one just looked sloppy from the Sharks side and they're a hot mess. But looking at a couple of players that have really shown something, McTabish McTavish being one of them, undoubtedly, McTavish is starting to prove to be that guy that can body around even NHL players. I mean, he bullied players in juniors and in world juniors, but to see him do this in the NHL level to hold his own, that's very encouraging. And to see him show that kind of skill right now is also encouraging. So going back to Sunday's game, look, the Ducks scored 
pretty much right away. And this was thanks to Rocco Grimaldi. Rocco's just a rock. I, I could hear the jokes right now. I, I did kind of make that joke. You know, the Sesame Street Rocco being a rock joke. Elmo hates Rocco. But anyway, that was his fifth point of the preseason that leads everyone on the Ducks. He is a bit undersized. But if there are going to be injuries piling up, maybe you need someone on that fourth line to help you out. And those fourth line guys are very important. And if Sam Carrick is indeed going to be out for another few weeks, then maybe Rocco can fill that void for the next few weeks. I mean, looking at the roster right now for the Ducks, I mean, they have, they pretty much have their forwards set. Glenn Gaudin, I don't know about. Sam Carrick is still on the road back. So maybe that's 12th guy. Maybe it is Rocco Grimaldi. I know Brent Gates Jr. also did come on a PTO. And John Moore, he's buried somewhere. But looking at who's left for the roster as of this recording, I don't see a world at this point where Rocco does not make it. There is a game on Tuesday at the Ponda. And I suspect that Rocco Grimaldi might score another point or two on this game. So I'm going to make this prediction now. I think Rocco scores another point and he winds up making the Ducks out of training camp, out of a PTO. He's He's been impressive. He was impressive with Nashville three, four seasons ago where he was scoring points left and right. And he's a speedy guy. He's someone that can pick his spot, good good shot, a pretty decent, accurate shot, and and he can really outmaneuver the defense. We saw this on maybe two or three occasions over the past couple of games where he would weave his way around the defense and wind up having a good chance. Does the undersize not fit Pat Verbeek's, I guess, um, I guess his vision. Yeah, a little bit. But if you're the one player that stands out during training camp and the preseason, then why not give him a chance at least for the next month? Worst case scenario, he does like decent to not so good in that month. And then Sam Carrick comes back and there goes Grimaldi's spot. That's worst case scenario. That's not a horrible worst case scenario and I guess another worst case scenario is hey you know what maybe he goes down to San Diego or he's just a healthy scratch in case someone else gets hurt look Rocco Grimaldi could be a good replacement for a guy like a Glenn Gaudin or a Sam Carrick because those two guys I think could be good death pieces for the Ducks I already like Sam Carrick a lot so that's where I think Grimaldi could fit in the short term in the long term. Well, that depends how Grimaldi does in the next month. Because I see him making the team. If Rocco Grimaldi can regain his form from about three to four seasons ago, then he might stick around with the Ducks and maybe, just maybe, see himself on the third line in Anaheim. That would be a best case scenario, and that would be a good bottom six death piece to have for the Ducks. And the other player that has impressed me, obviously, Mason McTavish. I've been impressed with him. I've been pumping his tires left and right. But 
as I as I'm gonna say again, have patience with Mason McTavish because he's 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 how old? Nineteen. He's only nineteen years old. He's still a teenager. This is like everyone saying, "Oh, Jimmy Drysdale is just a teenager. He's only eighteen, or he's only 19. Look, Drysdale, JD's gonna get better. Zegras, even two years ago, oh, he's only nineteen. He'll get better. Yeah, Z is getting better, and Zegras is still getting better. McTavish is on an ascent to being a top six player, a steady top six player on this Anaheim team. Do I see it? Yes, absolutely. And by the way, did you see that filthy shootout goal that he had against Jonathan Quick? That was a pretty nice shot. Picked his spot like perfectly. It was a perfectly placed shot by McTavish. But that wasn't my favorite part of that. My favorite part of that was, again, shout out to Annie OD at Sweet Annie OD. Love her. She's awesome. She was right behind Jonathan Quick during that shootout and she took a really good video of Mason McTavish during that little practice shootout and McTavish just kind of slowed down just weaved his way and there was a guy right next to her in the stands saying hurry up hurry up well and I put yeah Mason really said fine (laughs) I'll just hurry up and score on your goalie that's exactly what Mason said that's a that's a nice little middle finger to the Kings right there. It, it's going to be fun to watch Mason McTavish against the Kings. Maybe this is the other side. You know, maybe Mason McTavish could be that guy that just scores at will against the Kings, just like Adrian Kempe is that guy that always scores against the Ducks. And I mentioned that because that's exactly what happened in the preseason game. Adrian Kempe, of course... Scored against John Gibson like we haven't already seen that a dozen times. It's it's actually 14. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's by far the most out of any other opponent. And I hate that I kind of bring I kind of bring up that stat jokingly in a way, but God, what who pissed off Adrian Kempe on the ducks? Like who from Anaheim pissed Kempe off? I mean, this goes back to the AHL days. When Kempe scored a hat trick on John Gibson in Ontario against the Gulls. This goes back to further preseasons where Kempe would score on Gibby. This would go back to the Kempe, oh no moment. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is. But maybe the Ducks should just, I don't know, maybe double team Kempe every time they see him. Because he just keeps scoring on on John Gibson. What the heck? Stop it. Stop it, Adrian. Come on. Have some, have a heart. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And with 24-7 monitoring, SimpliSafe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So, 
Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And hey, on the audio side, this is episode number 600. That means I've talked about this team for 600 episodes. And just to mix it up, I'm going to put the glasses on just because whatever. I I, I actually really like these glasses a lot. Okay, so I'm not going to talk exactly about the Ducks this last segment. I'm just going to have a little bit of fun here. So... As far as players that I think are going to be sent down to San Diego, I mean, I'm already hearing that there's going to be more players being sent down today and even more tomorrow. Um, Look, Daniel Regan going to get called down. uh, Strand going to get called down. And I think Kirkland also gets called down. So we're going to see some more players getting called down. And actually just checking the Twitter right now, just because I'm here. Um, This was a few minutes ago. So I'm just going to pull this up right now. The Ducks just sent down Bo Grew, Josh Lapina, Daniel Regan, Austin Strand, and on waivers, Kirkland, Huolevi, and uh, Chase DeLeo. La Mirada native, Chase DeLeo. So DeLeo has to go through waivers in order to be sent down to San Diego. So that's what's going on there. San Diego's training camp does begin this week. They have their one and only preseason game, not at the Ponda this year but rather in San Diego at Pachanga Arena. That's taking place this weekend. So, hey, check that out if you're in town. All right, so just to have a little bit of fun here, I've been doing this podcast for over three years, and I've got a few favorite episodes just that I want to just talk about briefly before we wrap up. So one of my favorite interviews that I've ever 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 done and this goes back to 2019 this goes back to dia de los muertos 2019 now why the heck am i bringing that up why am i going all the way back to a time when you know this was in its infancy and i had maybe 69 followers on the lo underscore ducks twitter when i had maybe 40 people consistently listening, but this was like the first month. This was the infancy. One of my favorite interviews of all time because I because I am Mexican and I'm a proud Mexican. And I was I was very proud of this one, folks. One of my favorite interviews had to be Jesus Sarate, who was the color commentator. On that classic game, Dia de los Muertos 2019, one of my favorite calls of all time. Like, all, all-time all Ducks call. Now, Steve Carroll is probably one of my favorite radio guys in the entire NHL. Love Steve. Great guy. But man, that call, when Ryan Gesloff scored the game-winning overtime goal... I guess the Vancouver Canucks. And that that was a classic call. And I actually put that soundbite in that episode 
where you know we hear Ryan Getzlaff, El Capitan. God, that that was classic. So I had the pleasure of getting to interview Jesus just days after that moment. And I'm still proud of that one. That's a nice little 10-minute segment that I have in the middle of the episode. But that's one of my favorites of all time. So if you haven't ever listened to that, you know, that's kind of a throwback. Check it out. It's a great episode. He talks about, you know, how he like how he became interested in hockey, his start in broadcasting hockey. So it, it's a really cool interview. Y'all should check it out. Another great interview from that first season pre-COVID is my interview with a buddy of mine, S. Preston. And I bring that up because I said that I didn't watch the game live on Friday. I was at the Dodger game on Friday because, you know, Clayton Kershaw was pitching and it was Elton John bobblehead night. I mean, that's that's one of the coolest bobbleheads that I've ever gotten because I'm a huge, huge Elton John fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a big music fan in general. But Elton John, just one of my favorite artists of all time. And you know what? I mean, I have it right here. It's video. It's my show. It's episode 600. You know, I'll, I'll show you later. I'll show you tomorrow, actually. But um, Elton John's bobblehead is really cool looking. So I'll, I'll show it tomorrow. Why not? But the interview with S. Preston is a really fun one. And we actually plan on doing another interview at some point this season before All-Star break because he'll be showing his art at All-Star Fan Fest in Florida, it looks like. So that'll be fun to look forward to later this season. As far as the early episodes, I I always love the Hockey Jeopardy episodes. Those are always a blast to just kind of think about because that was that was kind of like the wild, wild west days of this show where I got to do stuff like that. So, yeah, Hockey Jeopardy episodes, those are a fun blast from the past. The interviews I did, those those were great. Uh, the Andy Sutton interview, that was a fun one as well. So if you want to check those out, I think what I'll do later tonight is post those under the tweet for episode number 600. So, yeah, really, really fun times. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 600. And because it is episode number 600, and because I like to have a little bit of fun. Oh, hi, pups. Oh, she's up. Okay. I guess she wanted to come along after all. So she's up. So say hi to the world, Zuri. So I'll, I'll try to make it a little more serious as the season goes on. Oh, she she loves her boy. So just a reminder that this podcast, seriously, you're she, she's not yawning because she's bored. She's yawning because we're going to go out for a nice little run later tonight. A few miles. Anyway. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you could do so at LO underscore Ducks. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. If you want to email me, you can do so LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And for those of you that have followed along for the last 600 episodes, thank you guys so much for your continued support. And thanks for your continued listens. You guys are awesome. There's too many great fans to name. But there's a lot of you guys that like to reply all the time, and you guys are awesome. So, once again, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. There she is. All right. Yeah, now she's smiling. All right. Is is she excited now? Yeah, she's excited. 600 episodes. Woo! I I know. Yeah, you... Her response is not an indication of the show, I promise. All right. Once again, thank you all. Really appreciate it and can't wait to do the next 100 episodes. Plus. (laughs) 
All right. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, this is Zuri. My name is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying thanks for listening. Please be sure to be kind to one another. Please be safe. And thanks for listening. Ducks fly together. All right. Zuri, say, say bye to everyone. Yeah. Ducks fly together. Yeah.